You're currently listening to a message from the Camp Series of Christ for Youth International. CYI is a purpose-driven, non-denominational, and community-based youth ministry aimed at creating room for the youth to serve. Stay tuned for the upcoming message from Camp. And don't forget to grab your notebook and pen as you listen. I'm sharing on quiet time this morning. Okay. So I'm just going to share what's in a discipleship manual. If you've been for discipleship class before, this should be familiar. What's quiet time? Quiet time is a time made by a disciple, right? Um, To read the word, meditate on the word, and fellowship with the Lord through prayer. So time of reading, um, meditating on the word, and fellowshipping with the Lord through prayer. When we look at Jesus, obviously you realize that he had he had a lot of me times. <laughs> Amen. He had a lot of times he was with God alone. Mark 135. Bible says that a great while before the Jesus what? Rose up, departed into a solitary place. So he moved away from all the distraction and he was with the Lord. So Usually, quiet time includes Bible reading, um, scripture meditation, and then prayer. Amen. Amen. Now, before I share, hallelujah. God has always desired intimacy. When you look through the scriptures, right from Genesis, you realize a God who has always decided um, or desired to be close to his people. I mean, Israel sins, they go off, they do many things. God says, I'm going to wipe these people away. Then you see that he's going back for them. So God has always desired what? Intimacy. God has always desired a closeness. Song of Solomon 2 verse 10. And you see this, I think, about two or three times in Song of Solomon. My beloved spoke and said to me, Rise up, my love. My fair one, and come away. God has always desired that to come away and, and spend some time with Him, just He alone. And this is God's longing always that aside being a shepherd, aside preaching to people, aside calling people, giving your reports, God's, this is God's desire that I rise up, my love, my fair one, and come away because I desire to be with you. Revelation 3.20, you see God's desire. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. We said that that scripture, you know, we usually use it for altar calls, but Jesus is talking to his church and his people. Stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and dine with him and he with me. Dining here speaks about intimacy, that God is knocking. Yeah, every day when you wake up, God is knocking. He's waiting for you to come. Rise up, fair one, my love, and come away. So the foundation is that there's a God who loves us, who wants to be with us. That's the foundation for quiet time. It's not so that you can share on your page that you've had your quiet time, that there's someone who loves you. Your Savior loves you enough and is waiting to be with you. Amen. So quiet time is, a, is, a, is, is an intimate, it's a love thing. It's not something we do um, just so that people can 
we can explain to people we've done our quiet time. So when you look at the benefits of quiet time, I want to be fast so that I can take two questions or three questions. The benefits of quiet time. When you look at benefits of quiet time, realize that they are actually the benefits that the word of God brings to us, that prayer brings to us, yeah, that his presence brings to us. Do you get what I'm saying? So when you look at the benefits of quiet time, it's all the benefits that his word brings to us, prayer brings to us, and his presence brings to us. And we can mention many of them. Many, 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 many. One of the first ones is that when you spend time with the Lord in prayer, scripture meditation, and reading of the word, one of them is that you get to know the Lord. Yeah. And if we don't know the Lord, we cannot walk with Him. And if we don't know Him, we cannot love Him. The more we know the Lord, the more we respond to His love. One of the things you know about God when you start your journey is, and you keep knowing about Him, is His love for you. Because, you know, Pastor was sharing with us, how many of us were blessed by yesterday's sermon, Pastor sermon? Yeah. That's, I mean, you all of a sudden, there's just a desire for you to want to be with God because you've come to see a certain side of God that you've never known or you've never focused on. That is not about you, it's about Him. And it's love for you. Hallelujah. Can you imagine what you heard yesterday? You hear it every day. Every morning. You just hear it for just one month. Your life will change radically. That you keep hearing about his love for you. His great intentions for you. Wow. Wow. So one of the first things that we get to know him. Get to know him. What do you know about his love, his plans? for us, his purposes for us, right? Then two, we get to become intimate with the Lord. You can't know the Lord casually. Hmm. You know what God told his people? He said that, seek me. Jeremiah 29 verse 13, and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your hearts. Hallelujah. So we can't know the Lord casually. We need to seek Him daily. So the first benefit of quiet time is what? To know Him. Two is what? We become intimate. Hallelujah. Three, I told you, the benefits of quiet time are the benefits of the Word, prayer, and His presence. Is that fine? So one of the benefits is, for example, the Word of God, it builds our faith. Romans 10, 17. Faith, so then, faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. See, present continues. Faith comes by what you keep hearing. When you stop hearing, you open your life to fear. Fear crops into our lives or creeps into our lives when we stop hearing the right things. And hearing by the word of God. Now, if you check the word of God, it's actually the word of Christ here and it tells us much more about knowing uh, God's um, redemptive plan for you and I his love for you and I his great plan for you and I yeah that's how faith comes to your life through the word of God hallelujah yeah some of us are building our faith on what we heard two years ago 
as a, a leader, as a shepherd, you must be a person of faith. And one of these channels of faith is the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So a daily intake of the word is what brings faith to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Another benefit, what are some of the benefits of the word of God? We grow by the word, right? First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, you desire the sincere milk of the word that you may what? Grow thereby. Amen. And that thing that happens when we have a, when we spend time with the word is, let's look up. Is it Proverbs 2, 6? The Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth, for the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Anytime you have quiet time, what you're happening is that you are receiving wisdom from God. <laughs> you are receiving knowledge and understanding for, from his mouth, from his word. You, are, you keep hearing. So wisdom is coming to you. Yeah. And we need wisdom to reign in life. Yeah. Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, in all you're getting, get wisdom. Wisdom is number one, first in place. Amen. 2 Timothy 3.15 and that's from a child. Thou hast known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise. And that from childhood you've known the holy scriptures which are able to make you wise. Hey, wisdom is found in the word of God. And our society has made it look sometimes like wisdom is found in like Proverbs. Fanyo Bule. I mean all these things, all those things are, they have a place. But, but I'm telling you that wisdom ultimately comes from the word of God. Paul was telling Timothy that from a child, you've known the Holy Spirit. It's not that you've just read, you've known. Which are able to make you wise. There's a wisdom that comes from the scriptures. Guys, there's a wisdom. As a shepherd, you need a certain wisdom for your life. Yeah. We reign in life by wisdom. Yeah. One of the sources of God's wisdom is his word. Amen. And we need wisdom. We need wisdom to lead ourselves. How many of you see that? When you look at your life and you need a certain wisdom. Bible says there are two kinds of wisdom. There's a wisdom that comes from above and there's one that is from beneath. When you look at the world, there's a lot of wisdom. Bible describes that this wisdom is earthly. It's sensual. It's earthly. You realize that it's earthbound. Everything doesn't think about eternity. But there's a wisdom that comes from above. Hallelujah. Yeah. For example, if you start serving the Lord, it's a sign that you become wiser. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So wisdom. Tell me about wisdom comes from the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Acts 20.32 so I commend you to God and to the word of his grace which is able to build you up. Amen. So the word of God is what builds us up. Builds us up spiritually, helps us to grow spiritually. And as believers, we must not just be around. As shepherds, don't just be around without you being built up by the word of God. You, you, you can easily be in church and you not grow up spiritually. And when we say grow up spiritually, we are talking about knowing the Lord, working with Him, working in obedience. That is growing up spiritually, working in love. So you can be around and not grow up spiritually. And Paul. He said, I commend you to God. This Paul living the Ephesian elders at a point. And to the word of his, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. You see, there are many great things the Lord has in store for us. The Bible says that he has actually blessed us 
with Christ Jesus in heavenly places. The way to walk in this inheritance is through the word of God, not any other way. You can be in church and never receive an inheritance because it's the word of God that gives you an inheritance. Amen. So, how many points have I given you? Okay. The word of God also helps you to, uh, quiet time helps you to meditate. Remember we spoke about scripture meditation. This is a lost art in the church. Many people don't meditate. And I'll briefly mention how to meditate on the word of God. Joshua or Joshua 1 verse 8 God told Joshua the book of the law shall not depart this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth but you shall meditate in it wow day and night that you may be observed to do according to all that is written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you have good how many of us want to have prosperity and good success all of us this the remedy. He said, you meditate. The word meditate is actually to think deeply. It actually means to matter or to mama. You see, when they send you, you don't want to go. The things you say on your lips. Yeah. He says that that's how you should treat the word of God. You keep saying it. Meditation is not just an intellectual exercise. It involves you speaking the word of God. So you know a scripture like, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. You keep telling yourself, I am God's workmanship. I am God's work. That's how to meditate on his word. Then that is when you'll be careful to do what is written in the word. And that is when you have prosperity and you have good success. Too many times you are in a hurry, so we don't meditate on the word. We read the word without meditating on the word. But meditation is to read, think deeply upon the word, keep saying it, keep speaking it. That is when you'll be careful to do what is written in it. And that is when you have good success and prosperity. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man that has not walked in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sit in the, nor stand in the way in the path of nor sit in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night. Verse 3 says, This man shall be like the tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruits in its season. Watch. Whose leaves shall not wither? Watch. And whatsoever. Hey. How are you going to have prosperity and success as an outreach head? The word of God. The word of God. The word of God is what equips us. It builds us up. It brings us good success. Now in 2 Timothy 3.15 when Paul was saying you have known the Holy Scriptures which is able to make you wise on salvation. 16 says that in the scripture is profitable. All scripture is given by inspiration and it's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. It's the word of God that instructs us in righteousness. We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's true. But what instructs us in this way of life or in this new identity is the word of God. Next verse. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. Do you want to be thoroughly equipped for every good work? Yeah, then it's the word of God. Yeah. Shepherding is not bold face. It's not shouting. It's not, it's not striking. It's, it's the word of it's what That's what equips you. Hey. Amen. So when we neglect the word of God, we are actually walking away from that which has the potential to equip us to be great shepherds and leaders. Yeah. Amen. So, quiet time helps you to meditate on the word of God properly every day. 
It helps you to maintain a healthy prayer life. Hallelujah. As I said, some of your greatest prayer since awakening all night was the last all night. You've not prayed again. But it's a quiet time helps you to pray. How do you have effective quiet time? One, choose or select a time to always be with the Lord. And set priorities. Pastor Odwandi was sharing, he said that the principle of first things first. The principle of what? First things first. We must know what comes first in our lives. When you know what comes first in your life, you know what comes first in your day. If you don't determine what is first in your life, you cannot determine what is first in your day. You can't determine what is first in every moment of your life. So, guys, is our work with God priority? Then quiet time will become priority. Yeah. So set a time. A time. That this time is my time alone with the Lord. Yeah. Have you seen a, a, a couple who are especially going to get married? They have times they talk. Yeah. So that this time we'll, we'll talk at this time. 8 p.m. Move away from all distractions. And come away, my love, my fair one. And spend some time with me. Yes. So if I walk with God, if God is number one, then we'll learn to set priorities and determine that nothing comes between us and that time. Because we don't set priorities, because God is not number one, we don't make him number one in our day. Yeah. So you realize that when something comes up, the first person you cut off is God. Hmm. So you must always determine ahead of time what is priority. Is God priority? Then your work with him is also priority. Have you determined that your work with God is the most important thing in your life? Have you determined that? So one, set priority, set a time. A time you are going to be with the Lord. And this time you'll be with the Lord. Not because it's a ritual. Because you are trying to discipline your flesh which is not born again. It's not a, it's not a legalistic thing. Not say you are being legalistic. Or what is the word that they use? It, it's, it, you see, there are some if you don't bring some discipline. This is your flesh eh, to surprise you. Yeah, you guys know what I'm saying? The yeah, Bible says that when we see him, we'll be like him. When we see him, that's when we, your spirit, you are perfect. Your soul is being renewed, but your body will be renewed one day. Hey. So, you, with the, how to tame this body is sometimes set priorities and boundaries. It's not that you are being legalistic. Amen. Then two, learn to move away. Tell anybody, move away. As long as it depends on you, wake up before everybody. Because we've not learned to move away, we don't have a quiet time in the law. Men. Distractions. Move away from the phone. Remember, Pastor was sharing with us at camp that our toys, remember? Our pleasure. These are the things that take us, take us away from the law. <laughs> Our toys, our phones. Amen. Some of you are here, you can't even put away your phone for five minutes. Yeah. It just shows that your phone is priority in your life. And you have to learn so that you don't get too attached to it. Some of you are having your quiet time, your phone, if the light comes on, just 
go back. You have to learn to move away. Tell anybody, you have to learn to move away. Hallelujah. Yeah. And learn to be patient when you go and be with the Lord. Some of you are not, you are in a hurry. You are in a hurry. Too much in a hurry. Five minutes. Okay, it's time. It's time. I have to go, I have to go, I have to go. Learn to wait. Bible says that those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Right. What is it? Isaiah what? 40, 31. Those who wait, those who tarry, those who stay, those who abide, yeah, they are the ones who renew their strength. Because you see, this work, you keep getting tired. Tiredness is a sign. It could be a sign that you are working. Yeah. So you get tired along the line. But the way to renew your strength, we all get tired. I don't think we get tired. Oh, sometimes it's impossible. You think they don't get tired. They really get tired. They do get tired. But the way we renew our strength, because shepherding people, yourself, shepherding yourself, leading yourself, look at the trouble you go through. Then you've added other people who are like you. Yeah. So it's not an easy thing. You need continuous strength. Every day is a day to go before God. You see, quiet time is a time of refreshing because it's a time where we are personally revived. It's a time of refreshing. Yes. It's a time of refreshing because that's when you are strengthened. That's when you receive you receive from the Lord more and more. So you have to learn to be patient. You have to learn to be patient. You see, the scripture teaches us, through, God teaches us through the patience of the scriptures. Little by little. See, I was even talking about growth. Do you know you never grow f- f- um, from going for a buffet or buffet? What do you call it? Buffet. buffet. It's your daily um, cocoa two CD. Cocoa or two CD? You don't drink two CD, go. Three CD. Okay. Yeah. Four CD. Yeah. Or ten CD, depending on your capacity. Yeah. <laughs> So, you see, it's, it's, not, it's not, you see, growth, your, your growth as you are now, it's not because you went for four buffets last year, two buffets the previous year. It's the daily eating of the rice and palavaso, small, this and that, and the little, little by little, the small, the little by little is what brings you growth. Yeah. But you see, believers want to grow spiritually by doing, going for spiritual buffets. That's why you think you grow from going for a program. Programs don't grow anybody. True, you see, true growth, true conviction comes from your personal encounter with the Lord. How many of you have heard great sermons before? It's good to hear a great sermon. It revives us and that's all. But you, your conviction, your, your, the passion you carry for Jesus is going to be born out of your personal time with the Lord, quiet time, quiet time, every day, quiet. We say it's quiet because you've moved away from distractions. It's not quiet time when small, they'll come and call you, where is the banana? Where is the onion? Where is the, the what? Black pepper? Black, black what? Rubber. <laughs> one quiet time you have, they'll call you. That's why you have to you have to be a master of moving away from distractions. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Imam to is it last year, Prophet Manasseh was sharing how many years he used to work, they used to walk miles so that they could just spend some time with the Lord. So that they could be sensitive enough. Hey. Yeah. 
they walk miles just to walk away because everywhere is noisy. Oh, this world is a noisy place. Very, your phones are phones are very noisy things. Yeah, I realize sometimes we pick your phone and your problems you have to solve the things, the messages. The, hey, you are reading the Bible, but you see your mind. No, it's not there. Yeah, you have to learn to walk away. Come away. Put that phone aside. Long ago, I learned that I can't solve the people's problems without God. So I'd rather go to him. <clears throat> Amen. What was I saying before I got here? A time of refreshing. Okay, so how do you have your quiet time? I told you, select a time, move away from distractions. Have a journal where you write your quiet time. Anyway, it says you had um, JHS, not even Jota, that book that where they write, when they bring, when they, somebody catches, holds that book, it brings trouble the whole school. <laughs> uh, it has some name, it's only a diary, it has some name. Uh, you probably not go to any DB school or something. No, it has some book that people write their secrets and their crash and this. Hey! Now, if you went to some schools, you don't understand. Let, I'm looking for some particular people to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. If you went to a school like secondary senior high school, it's because you will not understand this thing I'm sharing. So let me, I'm looking for. <laughs> oh, uh, or down senior high school. No, this is this. I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. You know, even those they realize that something, even that time. In, in, in our confusion, realize that there was some boy's name that you cannot let go. You have to write it. How he spoke to you, what he told you. Hey! Yeah. Expectations for this boy, your next encounter, what you say. Ah. Uh, yeah. At that time, we felt it was important. Yeah. So you have to write what is important. You write what is important to you. If, if what God's... It, look, the most... You see, quiet time helps us to hear the voice or to speak to the most important person in this world. Quiet time gives us an opportunity to speak and to communicate and to be with the most important person in this world. So, you see, in our fellowship with God, usually, it's not just about what we tell God. More importantly, it's what He tells us. Yeah. What he tells us. So that's why you have to you need a journal for your quiet time. What you learn, you have to write it down. Write. Just write. If it's two lines, your observations, what is going to change about your life, so that you can come back and realize that truly this has changed about your life. Yeah. And be patient. Amen. You don't you don't do quiet time on your bed. I hope you know that. You've by now you should have learned that, right? As a believer. You don't lie down to do quiet. Quiet time requires a certain posture. <laughs> yeah. Samples so are still experimenting. They still want to break the record of lying down to pray effectively. <laughs> are you praying? <laughs> hey. So choose a particular time. Um, as I said, switch off your phones and so that you can have a single focus. Write your quiet time. Usually pray and worship before you start reading. There's no rigid way of having your... Sometimes you pray before you read the Bible. Sometimes you read your Bible before you pray. It's just your time with the one who loves you. Yeah. yeah. 
Sometimes, the greatest thing that you've done during your quiet time is the fact that you have appeared. Before you've even written it, the fact that you are just there and you've come because of God. You've not even said anything. You've not written anything. It's just that you are with him in his presence. Sometimes the greatest thing you've done. That's why it shouldn't be about your feeling. Oh, this morning, I don't feel like the word of God. I don't feel like reading. It's, it's about you just coming. Sometimes the Lord speaks to us in a time where we don't feel his day. When we don't feel his presence, like you don't feel his presence. That's the time you hear his voice more than any other time. So we should learn to come away. Are you going to come away sometimes? Yeah. Hmm. One way to deal with the flesh is to learn to consistently come away. You see, the power of quiet time is seen in its consistency. The power of quiet time is seen in its consistency. Remember, your faith is going to be based on the word of God. Your faith, your love for Jesus, your response to his love for you is going to be based on the word. So why don't you come and spend some time? Have questions. Two, three questions. Two, three questions about quiet time. Hey, don't say that we've heard. It's fine. Let's go on. Ask questions. Practical. Okay, Ajay, what's your question? Ideally, see, well, what we try to do is that we try to do a topical quiet time. So when we take a, an entire month, we look at a topic and we, we just treat the topic back to back. Series teachings and readings help more than jumping. So today you do quiet time and joy. Tomorrow you do persecution. Then the next day you do angels. You see? And then prayer. You see, you'll be revived in the moment. Truly you'll be revived. Truly it will build you up to a certain degree. But it's better when it's, we take a topic and we go line upon line. Precepts. For example, if you are doing prayer, we are doing quiet time on prayer and take scriptures on what is prayer, importance of prayer, how do you pray, who you should pray for. You see that you, it builds a system within you. So it's always better to have quiet time like that. And then sometimes so you might be going through an issue or somebody draws your attention to something you want to, to work on. Then you pick a particular topic and then you focus on that topic during that period of time. You get what I'm saying? For, for example, recently, I had to remind myself of God's promises for me. So I started doing quiet time on the promises of God. So just promises of God. Keep reading. Keep meditating on them. Uh-huh. Sometimes you realize that you are battling with fear. So you take scriptures on faith. You take scriptures, what the Bible says against fear. You get what I'm saying? You, your, your thoughts, you start... You see, everything, Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. One of the greatest battles every believer has to fight is the battle in your mind. When you lose the battle in your mind, you lose the battle in your life. And one of the ways to consistently win the battle in your mind is the word of God. <laughs> Do you get what I'm saying? Because the word of God will determine how you begin to think and then to determine how you begin to live. As a man thinks, Proverbs 23, 7, so is he. You get what I'm saying? And different things, different encounters also brings darkness into our lives. So into our thoughts. You see, our thoughts are, 
you never underestimate the thoughts that has come to your mind. It's a powerful thing. That, that one thought is a powerful th- You know, one thought of they don't like me can make you leave a ministry. One thought of they don't like me can make you commit suicide. Just one thought. One thought. When you realize that a thought, a particular pattern has started coming to your mind, then you go to the word because the word answers everything in this world. So you go to the word. What does the word say about God's plans for me? Then you take scriptures. You begin to read. Begin to meditate on the scriptures. Now meditation, eh, it doesn't mean that you remember the scripture sometimes where to where though. It means that you've, you've caught the spirit of the scripture. You've understood the scripture so greatly in your heart and you've kept it. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes, you know, you can memorize the scripture and the thing is not in your heart. Yeah. yeah. But you have to learn how to catch the spirit of the scripture. For example, when, you start, when you're thinking about, you're battling whether God loves you, whether you're accepted, then you, all the scriptures, Pastor, all you, it's, your, it's quiet time verses. You go and take it one after the other. Keep reminding yourself. Keep reminding, what shall separate me from the love of God? What, there's nothing shall death or life. Nothing can separate me. The things in this life, the things in the life to come, there's nothing. And you keep meditating on it. Yeah. Hey, somebody, you have a broken heart. Go to the word of God. You get what I'm saying? Uh, they don't understand what I'm saying this morning. <laughs> yeah. Your heart is broken suddenly. Yeah. You know, there are two types of broken heart. Hey, let me go back to the question. <laughs> please, 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 please. <laughs> one broken heart comes suddenly. Yeah. Yeah. But another one, you, you can see it from afar. How the communication has become, you can only predict. But the sudden one sometimes is painful. Yeah. So the way to deal with all these ones is the word of God. Okay. So address something. That's that's what I'll encourage. I'm sure Pastor will come and address some of these things. But that's what I encourage: topical reading and all that. And that's why even in CY, look at what we do. We try to give you books to also read. So if if your quiet time is aligning with, so this month is the month of victory. We are reading a book on victory. If your quiet time is also on victory. So you can imagine, everything is victory. Go for Hava is victory. So there's a certain foundation that is being built in your life. You get what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Some of you, when you go and visit your friend, is reading a book, hey, angels. It tells you about some angels that you have to call your angels to work. Then now you just put your book on victory aside. Say, no, it's the angels. Angels, not me. Pe-. No, it's not, it's not. You don't grow by this one after the other. Okay. Lisa, what's your question? Yeah, it's okay. As a shepherd, yeah, you can do quiet time. There are times I've done quiet time. Oh, like together. Oh, you can teach the person. You can, if the person, if possible, be with the person, teach the person how you're doing. Now he has to go and do it. That's discipleship. Discipleship doesn't mean you do everything with the person every time. So sometimes you teach the person. That's what I've taught quiet time. Let's pray. So we'll begin, we'll pray, we'll read. What do you understand by the verse? This, this, then you teach the person and you say, now you do it. So you are setting, in fact, that's the best way to teach people, practically. You get what I'm saying? All right. 
How do you make square time? The Bible said it's usually a prolonged time in the study of the word. All of them will still give you the benefit of the word of God. When you study the word, the word will renew your mind. When you study the word, light will come into your life. Quiet time does all those things. But study gives you, a, it takes you deeper because you have more time. You are checking other things that are relating to the scripture. Quiet time, sometimes you don't even read the verse in context. But a study will make you read the verse in context. So quiet time, maybe take just the one verse. But study will make you take the whole chapter or the whole book. So it, it, gives, it sends you deeper. So you must also do study. We've taught you how to study. And as a shepherd, there are times you should have extended times of study. Okay, next question. Any question? Next question. Practical. Hey. So why don't we have our quiet time? We are busy. Busy. God is not priority. Right. Please, any, ask questions. Two questions. I have two minutes. Okay, Doc. Devotion. Yes, there's a place for family devotion, but there's also a place for personal devotion. Yeah. I believe in family devotion. I actually admire families that have devotion. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. I hear about families and they wake up at dawn, no matter the time you sleep. Five o'clock, dear, you have to be in the hall. And when I hear about such families, I'm amazed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I recommend that, but I also recommend your personal time. Your personal time. So if family is in the morning, you can do your personal time in the evening. But always make sure you are coming away to be with the Lord. Any question? Any question? It means that quiet time is working 100%. Okay. Are Yeah. The, can you meditate on a verse for a week? Yes. There are times I've done just one verse the whole week. Keep going over and over. Keep going over. It's a patience of the... You, are, you see, you're not in a hurry to go and prove to the world that you've read the scripture. <laughs> it's to be for your personal edification. And when you do this, you see, your, your, your sheep and the people you are leading, they, they receive from the overflow of your love work with God. You get what I'm saying? They receive from your overflow. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so. Thank you. All right. Charity. Two more questions. After charity, one more, we are done. How do you make sure your consistency doesn't become a ritual, like a part of you, so it doesn't become like legalistic? Oh, you should be your your life. There's nothing wrong when quiet time is happens. It's your life. You are just doing it. Ah, that is a routine. Yeah. So you have to. You have to. That's why you have to. You always have to check your motives. That's why you have to always be asking yourself, why am I going? Why am I doing this? That's why you have to always have to assess the things you do. You get what I'm saying? Truly, sometimes it will feel like today, this past week, the thing has been a routine. But don't take it for granted. Sometimes those routines or, or 
rituals are going to be a foundation for something in the future. Remember I was sharing with you guys yesterday, Pastor was sharing with us that you should always receive something that will be a foundation to receive more from God. So what you are receiving at that time that looks like a ritual, for all you know, it's going to be a foundation for something great you are going to receive from God in the next four years. So never underestimate it. You get something? One of the ways to also ensure you're having a quiet time is a life of um, accountability. What I try to do is I try to share my quiet time with somebody every day. You get what I'm saying? Yes. And I even write in my quiet time book, I try to write at the, at the bottom, shared with, then I want to write the person's name. Yeah. It's a good thing. Your friends, somebody at your workplace, just come and share your quiet time. Tell the person, I want to share with you what I read from the Bible. It's a beautiful thing. Glory to God. All right. Time is gone. So any other question? If you feel extremely bad, oh, why would you feel bad or guilty? Maybe if, if you feel like you should be doing better, that's fine. But you don't have to feel guilty for not having your quiet time. Yeah. And don't be going through that day and something goes wrong. Like the, you get in the trotter adjustment and say, hey, maybe because I don't do my quiet time. Hey, don't, don't do that. Eh? God is not looking for you to punish you. <laughs> Yeah, like, oh, this one, maybe this week, you know, have your quiet time, you know, the things are not working like that. This, that's not the reason. God doesn't use, ah, no. I told you the foundation for quiet time, remember, is because God is waiting for you. The creator of this world desires to be with you alone. Amen. Right. Master, what's your name? Michaela. All right. What's your question? Devotional, what? Okay. Right. Context. I, I, you see, that, that goes back to, not to cut it, but that goes back to what you are using. It's a devotional Bible. So that is the strategy. Or that's how the, the Bible comes. To be blessed by that devotional Bible, you have to read all the chapters, as you just said. Uh, so when you are using that for a quiet time, it becomes difficult. And so if you don't have that time, uh, so it's, it becomes difficult. So start from a place according to your time. And you have to learn, you have to learn how to start quiet time 10 minutes, one week. Then you start growing 15 minutes. Don't say you are being legalistic, you see. Don't, don't do that. Do you tell your lecturers when they say, first two hours is this, the lecture, you are being legalistic. You know, it's just to bring order. And order is beautiful. God respects order. So based on your time, you should look for what helps you to have your quiet time based on your time where you are starting. If your time is 15 minutes, obviously you cannot use a devotional Bible because you have to read 10 chapters before you get it. Um, how somebody sold his birthright. You have to start genealogy reader before you get it. Uh-huh. All right, let's welcome Pastor. 
for listening to this message. Hope you've been blessed. For more information and resources, visit any of our social media platforms. The website for the ministry is www.connectcyi.org. Instagram is at ConnectCYI. And Facebook is Christ for Youth International.